BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement. Mine is a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and we have reached January of 2024, and y'all... I'm tired. <laughs> I am so tired. I am just downright exhausted. And the reasons for that will become apparent before the end of the episode. But I'm so tired. <laughs> but before we talk about this month's topic... Before we get going on that, uh, I'm going to take just a moment here to uh, do some self-promotion. I mean, I've already got you listening or watching my show. Because, again, this show, besides being a podcast, is available as a YouTube show thing. And I have started uploading the video versions of these to Spotify. They may not appear in the feed immediately as a video. But I have started uploading the video versions to Spotify. Uh, so you can always like watch this thing on YouTube or Spotify. I'd, I'd do YouTube if I were you, but whatever. The show. I've lost what I was saying. Anyways, um, I just want to take a moment to talk about some stuff I'm doing outside of this podcast because I do a bad job of promoting that stuff sometimes. Like, I have a new novel out. <laughs> like, this month it just came out. Uh, the Witch and the Rose. It's available in paperback or on Kindle. Um, and I will put a link in the description to where you can purchase my new book. It is a contemporary fantasy novel. It's fiction. It's queer. It's a little bit spicy. It is fun. Um, I don't know. I like it. You don't have to read it. But if you do read it, uh, consider reviewing it. But... um. <laughs> This is my first, uh, like, novel novel. I have been writing stuff for years. I have published quite a few comics. Um, unconventional ran for 10 years. And we're working on Peregrine Lake, which is going to launch in the spring that I'm writing and not drawing. But, like, I've been writing and doing comics for a very long time. This is my first, like, novel. So be nice. <laughs> Besides that... Um, I do want to remind you guys that we have this great new community that we're building on nerdandtie.social, and you should really consider registering for it. It is a forum, because we're treating the world like it's 2004, not 2024, because it's less depressing that way. So jump on over. Actually, there's a lot of depressing things about 2004 now that I think about it. Just different depressing stuff. Anyways, jump on the forum. The f uh, Social media was better then because it didn't exist and we used forums. So nerdandtie.social, uh, it's using uh, this nice... It looks good on a smartphone, so like you don't need to be on a computer like we did in the good old days. But re just register for free, show up, talk with us. That is the best place to talk to me. The Discord still exists, but the forum is kind of what we are moving towards in the future as a podcast. So consider... Again, Discord is still there, which you can find invite nerdandtie.com slash Discord, but the forum is the thing, and it is my thing. Anyways, 
that's enough faffing about um talking about my stuff now we'll faff about and listen to my opinions on witchcraft stuff because in theory that's why you showed up here <laughs> if you didn't show up here for that i'm really confused <laughs> but yeah what we're talking about this month is just the headache of misinformation and when i say that it's just sort of one of the primary goals of this show and has been a goal of this show since the beginning is dispelling misinformation and we've talked about like over the last you know five plus years we have talked about all this stuff we have talked about different things granularity but the truth is is that misinformation is just as bad now as it was five years ago and i have made no difference and everything is terrible That's hyperbole, <laughs> but it is so frustrating to be out here every day doing my best to try to, like, dispel misinformation, yet it continues to get passed around and how little some people in the community seem to care about verifying the information that they share with other people is frustrating. And I really, really get mad because people will go online and set themselves up as though they are teachers, as though they are educators, but really not do the research into the things that they're supposedly teaching in the first place. For the most benign example I can think of, again, this is an example with really no stakes. <laughs> this is an example with no stakes. But it's just a, a personal bugbear of mine. Um, and that is the words pentacle and pentagram. So I was on Witch Talk, like I do, because I'm a masochist. And I r scrolled across this video where uh, a TikToker, who I'm not going to name who this person was... They have several hundred thousand followers, so not a huge account, but no, not a small account by any means. Uh, significantly bigger than my little, tiny, barely watched account. Um, <laughs> and they put out a video in which they told their audience of hundreds of thousands of people that uh, a pentagram was a five-pointed star, and a pentacle was one with a circle around it. Which is a new version of being wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. A five-pointed star, like the five-pointed star without the circle, that is a pentagram. And it's more accurate to describe this as an encircled pentagram, but it's still a pentagram, right? Um, but the idea that, and I've I had people, saw people like verifying this other places that say like, Oh yeah, pentacle means the the coal penta five, and the coal means a uh, uh, circle. And I've seen this in more than one place, and I'm just like, that is not where that word comes from. Yes, the the, the penta original. We'll talk about that in a minute. The the penta originally comes like if you go down the chain of how this word evolved, uh, the the penta does come from the Greek for for five but the rest of it is that's just not that's just not what that means like here's this person with a large audience passing on a supposed etymology of a word 
And it's just nonsense. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, a pentagram is a symbol. Uh, Pythagoras is a big fan of it. Um, it is just a, it is the, the five-pointed star. Um, it's also called a pentangle, but penta for five, gram for lines, five lines, because it is one, two, three, four, five lines that overlap and intersect. Pentacle did not come straight to English from the Greek. Pentagram did. Right, the word pentagram went straight from Greek to English. So that's why the root words retain their meaning in in how like that word came about. Now what people don't understand is that words as they shift and and move between languages is that meanings change. And pentacle comes so pentacle did not come straight from Greek to English. Uh, pentacle, and I'm, I'm just remembering this off the top of my head, uh, so you might want to double-check uh, the you know, dictionary, but I'm pretty certain that um, pentacle goes into f Latin as pentaculum, which uh, I believe culum is, I believe it's a diminutive. It just means little five. Um, and it is meant to refer to a five-pointed star, but what happens is that in um, occult circles, because the, the pentagram, the, the five-pointed star, is so associated with magical talismans that magical talismans typically have that, that the word just becomes, begins to refer to all magical talismans, whether they have a five-pointed star on them or not. Like, if you look at the Lesser Key of Solomon, which I hate that, I am not a fan of the Lesser Key of Solomon, but it is full of different kinds of pentacles, you will find a ton of pentacles that do not have a star of any kind on them and are not circular and are anything like that plenty of different symbols that are described as pentacles because when pentaculum by the time it gets to french is the french pentacle um spelled p-e-n-t-a-c-o-l when you get to the french pentacle it just means any talisman when it gets to that point and so in like lesser key of solomon you see things that aren't even circular you know it's just a a number of stuff <laughs> so that's in French you get pentacle. Now it's from the French that it enters the English language. That pentacle gets it's gets respelled the way that you're familiar with it, and we get the English pentacle, and it, it means any magical talisman. The word means magical talisman specifically. Now, again, often these involve a five-pointed star. But it's referring to the talisman, the item. Now, this doesn't mean it has to be like made of metal. It can be made of paper. It's in fact many times it is just drawn on paper, but that physical piece of paper. That physical piece of paper becomes the pentacle. So pentacle is a word, refers to the talisman or object, and it does not have to depict a, temp a pentagram. And pentagram just means the symbol of the star. If it's got a circle around it or not, still a pentagram. If it's upside down, right side up, rotated, whatever, it's a pentagram. What makes it a pentagram are the lines and the angles, not the orientation. And what makes something a pentacle is it's being used as a magical talisman. <laughs> okay. Now. These are things that are easily verified from academic sources by looking at language, by looking at this thing. Now, in the modern witchcraft movement, and even Gerald Gardner is responsible for this happening, uh, 
they use the word pentacle to refer to in Wicca the uh, an encircled pentagram. And a lot of bad witchcraft books and sources start using this reference, and they'll say that the pentagram is inverted in all of this. Now, this means that pentacle has kind of taken on another meaning to also mean this symbol. It is still a pentagram, regardless of whether you call this symbol that or not, but that is... So you can say that that makes... Like, if you look at the way language works, because obviously, like, I'm not a prescriptivist. I am a descriptivist. Um, the way that language works is how it's used, right? The entire reason why pentacle means talisman is because even though the root word for five-pointed, like, for the five, is in there when it comes to go back to the original Greek, because the language had changed its meaning by the time the word pentacle got created to just mean a talisman, that's what the word means regardless of the roots. And I'm willing to accept, I'm willing to accept that this symbol can now be called a pentacle. I think it is silly, but to require the distinction because no matter what the physical object, <laughs> the object itself is a pentacle, so I don't know that that distinction needs to exist, but to say it's not a pentagram, that's the issue. When people then say it's not a pentagram, when, yes, it is. <laughs> it's not the addition of the new meaning for pentacle, right? It's not the addition of a new meaning for pentacle. It is the attempted removal of the meaning of pentagram that then becomes objectionable to me. Because words can change definitions, but, but you don't get to remove a used definition to um actually people. And all of this is verifiable. You can pick up the Oxford English Dictionary and look this up. You can look in Wiktionary or however I'm supposed to pronounce. It. I've never Wiktionary. I've never thought about how to pronounce that word. And anyways, you can find this out. Look at the Pentacle Wikipedia page. Like these are just easy sources available to everyone. And no matter what you personally believe the definition should be for this words, right? No matter what, arguing that CLE means circle in the name as part of the etymology, claiming that it's part of the etymology, that is nonsense and bullshit. Yet... Yet, here we are in 2024, when this information is at our fingertips. You can look outside, you can look at sources, and you can see that this information is out there. People still, people still ignore it. They don't go looking. They assume that their assumptions are correct. Like, I am betting that the CLE is because someone, somewhere, I don't know if it was in a bad witchcraft book or it was someone on social media, I'm not everywhere, Someone said it with a tone of authority, and people just believed them. Like, I don't know if this creator that I watched was the origin of that. I doubt it. Honestly, I don't think that they have put that much effort into it. I don't think that this person is important enough to get multiple people telling me I'm wrong about this. 
So they probably just heard it from someone who heard it from someone who repeats it without ever verifying. And, you know, I have said this before, and I'm going to say this a million times. It is so important to look outside of witchcraft circles for information on the meanings of things, especially when it is easily verifiable. When we're talking about language linguistics, there are people who study this. The people who work for the dictionary actually care about their job. <laughs> like, there are so many ways to verify this and know that it makes no sense to me. Like, it, we see this with words. Like, the, the ironic thing is that words are the easiest place to find unbiased, good, researched origins. Not always. I mean, obviously, every person has a bias to some degree in some direction. But, like, I'm not talking about values. I'm just talking about, like, the origin of a word, where it comes from. And, like, we talk about the origin of the word witch. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But the, the truth is, is that... There is no academic consensus on where the Old English words witche and witcha, the origins of the word witch, um, there are no, there's no academic consensus about what, where those words come from. Yet you will see it printed in witchcraft books with certainty. And like, oh, it means to weave, or oh, it means wise one, or oh, it means to gesture mysteriously. All of those are arguably the origin. There is a case to be made that any of those, that the the root, the, that the words from those became witche and witcha. But no one is certain. And five minutes of research into the origin of these words, when you look at, like, say, the dictionary, like, is easily verified. Yet, in witchcraft sources, time and time again, people repeat and do not research. And These are benign examples. These are... These are the relatively little harm examples, right? Like... That picture's crooked. Anyways, these are relatively benign examples. Yet, this happens with important things. This happens with rituals. This happens with history. This happens with people uncritically passing around supposed Native American things that have never been connected to any tribe. People putting out credentials that don't make sense of uh, being part of an ancient mystery tradition that did not exist. It's These are things that are just so easy to go around, and yet we sit here time and time again fighting it and dispelling it. And the problem is the problem is, and this is especially the problem with social media, is that it is so easy for everyone to share everything. And especially in the age of video, in the age of video, this becomes a problem because it is not hard to sound authoritative when you can just turn your camera on. It's not hard to say false things confidently. Stupid people do it all of the time. <laughs> they say it with their full chest, with absolute certainty, as though it is true. And people who do not know better will believe them. In some ways, 
I do say the onus is on the audience to research and verify the things that are said by the people that they're listening to. However, the onus is also on the creators far more. And this is what gets me mad, is that people go out there and they produce this content and they produce this stuff. Especially, you see this on TikTok, but you see this on YouTube, you see this other places, and they confidently say it because they want to be seen as an authority and they want to be seen as smart, but they haven't done the research. They haven't done the work. And so they repeat inaccuracies and lies, and they say it with their full chest, and they don't take responsibility for their words. They don't take responsibility for what they put out there. And it's so pervasive. Like, yes, I need people to watch and listen to things critically, right? Like, I made videos. I made, I made like, three videos on this pentacle pentagram thing um, out of frustration um, earlier this month on my TikTok. Um, because I didn't want to, like, directly, like, call out the person who made the video, but I just, let's put this out there. And even in a video where I showed examples and sources, like, I'm literally like, Here's a pentacle from the Lesser Key of Solomon. It has no circle and no star. Yet it's a pentacle. Like, literally, and like, I list the book you can find in it, like, all this stuff. Still, someone shows up in my comments. Shows up in the comments and will say things like, Pentagram star, pentacle star with circle. Like, I am giving you the sources, but you're not listening. And that person has to be responsible for their own education. And I can't help a person who will spit in the face of direct evidence that goes against their assumptions. But I'm hoping that if you make witchcraft content, if you write, if you post on social media, if you make TikToks or YouTube... I ask of you, please verify and vet everything that you say. Now, I know I'm not always good about listing sources or linking sources to everything I've ever talked about, um, but I try to make it very clear when something's my opinion and when something is researched fact. And I have gone out of my way to try to make sure that everything I tell you is correct. And I hope that some of you have fact-checked me. I hope some of you have looked up what I've said because I'm... And I hope that you found everything I said was accurate because I believe it to be. But I've made mistakes. I own my mistakes. I don't think I've made any mistakes on this show. I've been online for a very long time and I got my crap in order before I started the podcast. <laughs> but... I try to make sure that everything I present to you as fact is factual and correct to the best of my ability. I just wish everybody did. But also, if you're going to try to find the origins of a word, like an etymology of a word, go pick up a dictionary. Don't go listening to a witch talker. Unless it's me. You can you can you can listen to me. 
<laughs> I feel like I'm crapping on Witch Talk. Let me be clear. There are actually some really good creators out there who put out really good factual content. Um, I just hate the fact that you can't tell the difference between the people who did the homework and people who didn't do the homework because um, it's not like people shooting out a quick TikTok are able to really list citations uh, for the most part. So even the people who do know what they're talking about, there's no surface level way to see who did and didn't do the homework. And that's really a frustrating part of the nature of of our current media landscape because social media is media, right? This is people spend their time doing this instead of watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the headache. Because I'm five years into doing this show, over five years into doing this show, and the wall keeps rising. The wall keeps rising. And we are stuck dealing with it. We are stuck constantly fighting the tide of misinformation. But we do it. I don't see really a choice. But also, fact check your shit. <laughs> All right, so. With that, hopefully I can get to doing a history episode next month or, like, anything like that. But this is just really sitting on my mind for the last couple of weeks. And so I had other ideas for this month, but this is... this. I needed to get this off my chest. I needed to talk about this because this is just, like so infuriating and so frustrating and I'm just trying to do my best and I'm trying to make sure that good information is out there and accessible but when there's so much bad information and there is so pervasive of a culture of misinformation that when you directly source and list out the answer some two-cent excuse for a, I lost that analogy. I was trying to find a nice, clever insult. Um, Half-baked loaf of bread there. <laughs> Anyways, when they show up and will, in the face of direct evidence, tell you that you're wrong without providing any evidence of their own. That's the thing. I'm okay with being told I'm wrong. But when I've got sources and you have no sources and you're telling me I'm wrong... I'm just going to think you're a jackass. Like, support it with evidence when I did. Like, I don't mean just like, I'm like, oh, I wonder, I think it's this. And then someone goes, oh, no, it's this. Like, please give me an article or a source. But if I am coming, but I'm not going to like think you're a jackass if I didn't source something, right? Like, if we're just like having a conversation. But if I've come to the table with like a stack of books, and I say, well, this is what all of these academic things and like all this says. And here, 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 here are pictures. And I've given you on-screen visuals and I have given you sources and I've told you the exact grimoire to look at. 
and you can't even be asked to look at the Wikipedia page for it. And if I do all of that and you, your response is, nuh-uh, with no evidence, I think you're a jackass. That is, because I said so is not an argument. And that that is true because I said so. Anyways, with that, we're going to wrap up this month's episode. Uh, thank you for joining me on this unhinged rant. Please remember, uh, The Witch and the Rose is available right now on Amazon, on both Kindle and in paperback. It will be available if for larger distribution in paperback within the next month or so. Uh, so um, I'll talk about that next episode. Uh, maybe if it is, but right now you can get that right now in either paperback or Kindle, or if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's available there too. Um, the ebook version will be Kindle only. The paperback will be available in other places, but the ebook version will be Kindle only. Um, you should read it. I think it's fun. Please be nice to me. Uh, <laughs> and remember, uh, this podcast is a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. You can listen to all of our shows from actual play to witchcraft to true crime. Um, it's, there's a lot of shows on the network that I could promote right now. I know Let's Be Legendary is back for a new season. Um, it's an actual play show set in kind of the Wild West is their setting. Um, that's kind of cool. It's kind of a Weird West uh, 5e podcast. Um, also, uh, Stormwood and Associates Campaign 2 just hit two years old. It's a lot of episodes. Yeah, yeah, just at two years old. So uh, you could you, you could listen to Stormboard Associates Campaign 2, the actual play show that I'm on that uses the uh, Super Awesome Action Heroes uh, system. Uh, also available to buy on Kindle and on Amazon.com. Uh, the role-playing game system. The show itself is free. Podcast. You can go listen to that right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um... I want to thank you guys for listening. I also want to thank my patrons. This show is brought to you by Patreon patrons like you. Um, and I want to thank everybody at my uh, shout out tier of Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Claire Dennis, Caleb Burkowski, and Simon Geringer. And uh, remember, if you join the, the Patreon for just a dollar a month at the paid level for just a dollar a month, you get access to these episodes a whole week early, a whole week early. And, uh, yeah. So uh, if you want to support the show, that's a great way to do it. Um, additionally, uh, if you want to follow the show on social media, you can find this on Facebook at facebook.com slash bs3witchcraft. If you just want to follow my writing stuff on Facebook, there is finally a public Facebook page that you can follow that is not my personal account at facebook.com slash Dorn with a D. Uh, you can follow me on uh on uh, Tumblr and on X, I guess, maybe Twitter, that thing, or pretty much everywhere else um, at T R A E G O R N with a G, uh, <laughs> just to make things confusing. Um, and yeah, uh, and remember the, the Patreon for the show, which I did not mention the URL out loud earlier, is patreon.com slash T R A E G O R N. And that is my Patreon, and you will find all the latest. Uh, that's where you get the show a week early if you join. And uh, occasionally I make other updates there for the free tiers for, like, books and stuff. Uh, that's, you know, just 
to let people know. But yeah, and you can also follow my personal blog. I have a personal blog. Do you guys know that? Like, it hardly ever updates, but technically at uh, at treydorn.com, uh, T-R-A-E-D-O-R-N.com, or at treygorn.com, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.com, or at trhonline.com, the original URL, which is just confusing, all those go to the same website. <laughs> and again, uh, if you want to talk to me, if you want to, like, hang out and stuff nerdandtie.social is the best place to do it that is our forums that is cool that is neat please join please talk there's only a handful of us there right now we just started out so i really would like to get that place a little bit more active a little bit more hyped up but it's a forum and you can also join our discord at nerdandtie.com slash discord where you'll find an invite but in any case thank you guys so much for sticking with this for yet another month and i will talk to you magicians in February. Remember, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands. Let's do this.